Hey guys, Dossin Boss here. Okay, so this is a quick announcement before we jump into the podcast. I just want to let you know that I do have a Twitter account you can follow me on. It's at Dossin Boss. I do have a YouTube channel. We have currently 1.1k subs and growing. I do paranormal videos on there, gaming videos, all sorts of stuff. Go and check it out if you want to see what I look like. Uh, my Hatman Experience video is on there. Uh, loads of videos of me are on there. Um, and lastly, I do have a Patreon. Um, this is the best way you can support me as a up-and-coming new podcaster. Um, for £5 a month, you can get early access to all of my episodes. And for £10 a month, you can get access or early access to all of my episodes, plus a personalised video from me to you and on top of that i'm working on adding more stuff in there as well i'm going to be chucking some stickers in and stuff to send you in the post all this good stuff and yeah so go check it out that's also dossing boss on patreon um there will be if you go onto my twitter um, i've got all the links and stuff on there i will also add them to the description of this so yeah whatever you're listening listening to me on because i'm on apple i'm on spotify i'm on uh, pocket Cast, I'm on Anchor, all sorts of stuff. So whatever you're listening to me on, uh, check the description out. I have all the links in there. And hopefully you'll be able to come follow me and help support the podcast if you enjoy the content. Okay, so let's jump straight into this, guys. Okay, so here we are, the Hatman podcast. This is episode one of my paranormal podcast. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Um, I doubt you've been waiting for it because I'm brand new to this, so you didn't know I was doing this. <laughs> However, this is going to be me talking about my personal experience with the hat man, my very real traumatic personal experience, I'd like to add. And yeah, I'm going to try and um, stop saying um and um in this episode because I listened to my trailer and I'm literally sitting there going, um, 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 I don't know why. I'm not nervous. I've been doing YouTube for, oh God, forever. I've got like 1.1k subs. It's not a big channel, but I've been doing it so long. I'm not nervous in front of a camera anymore. I can do public speaking and all sorts. So I don't know why I was so nervous. I'm not anymore. I'm going to try and work on it. I mean, I'm nervous about this subject because this is a very personal subject for me, but we are going to crack on and I'm going to tell you all about what I went through with the hat man. Okay, so I was seven years old, roughly, give or take one year. I could have been six or eight, but I'm pretty sure I was seven. Obviously, being that young, the memory wasn't, um, you know, great. Uh, it's more like an old man's memory at the age of seven. But <laughs> yeah, I lived in Wickford in a house. Uh, Wickford is situated in Essex, which is obviously in England. I've lived in Essex my whole life, even though I've moved like eight times. This is usually down to where I live, um, being either haunted or some sort of paranormal activity going on. Uh, this happened throughout my whole life, my whole childhood. Um, wasn't nice. I just said um, even though I'm trying not to say um, like a like an idiot. <laughs> But yeah, I lived in a house in Wickford, which is situated in Essex. This is where this happened. I don't know the street name. I tried to forget that when I was younger. And successfully, I have done so. 
I must admit, this is what got me into the paranormal, the hat man, um, as horrible as it sounds. He opened my eyes up to the paranormal from, well, I was just too young. I mean, I was too young to to even really know what like a spirit or ghost or whatever you want to name them is. But he kind of just came at me with like this big demonic entity that I believe he is. So, yeah, take that, Jack. That's pretty much what he said. Anyway, he got me into the paranormal and I'm going to tell you exactly what happened, how it happened, and hopefully this comes out better than my trailer, and you guys enjoy the episode, and you look forward to episode two. So there we go. I was seven years old, and as I've said, I was living in a house in Wickford, and I shared a bedroom with my big brother. He was sleeping at my nan's that night. He was having like a sleepover. My nan used to have like this this thing where she'd only have like one grandchild over a bit like per night. Um, my granddad wasn't all that well, so having loads of kids running around wasn't the best thing for her. Um, so she would kind of would take turns to to sleep over there, and um, that night he he was his turn. It was his chance, so he went over there and. In our bedroom, we shared bunk beds. For those of you that don't know, and I'm pretty sure most of you will, but for those of you that don't, bunk beds are where you've got like a bottom bunk and a top bunk. So literally a bed on top of a bed with a ladder leading up to the top bunk. I always slept on the bottom. He slept on the top. Being the big brother, he was the one with the authority. And as we know, if you had siblings and you had bunk beds, whoever sleeps on the top bunk owns the room. Simple as that. If you sleep on the top bunk, then what you say goes. And for that very reason, that night, having no one to boss around in my room, because I was the only one there, I took the top bunk. And I don't think it would have made much difference if I hadn't, but at the same time it would have. You'll find out why soon. However, I took the top bunk and I went to sleep. Just like you normally would. Got comfy, curled up, fell asleep quite easily. I remember literally the whole night like it was last night. It's something that's embedded in my memory. Even though I was so young, this is such a traumatic experience. I've I've never forgotten any detail of it. And yeah, so I fall asleep. And I remember having like a nightmare. And I was on like this um I was I was like on a what do they call them it's like a pier well uh, like a dock where all the boats sort of park up and then like the the dock was kind of lower and then there was like a brick a brick wall next to the dock all the way along and then up on the brick wall there's like a row of restaurants where people were like outside eating and drinking and stuff and I think my my dream my mum and dad were up there they were sitting there eating and drinking and I wasn't allowed to go down to the, the to the pier or the dock and I did it anyway, um, like an idiot. So even though it's just a dream, I still feel like an idiot for doing it because I feel like if, if if I wasn't such a rebellious kid, I probably wouldn't have done that and I wouldn't have gone through this. <laughs> but we live and learn. And long story short, uh, something just literally out of nowhere just starts chasing me. And I remember running and screaming for my mum and dad, but they couldn't hear me. Like, I'm I'm looking at them, running, like, Mom, Dad, and nothing, just nothing. Like, 
I was oblivious to them. Well, they were oblivious to me. I didn't exist to them. And this thing chasing me, I couldn't turn around. I was too scared to look, but I knew it was chasing me. And I just felt it getting closer and closer and closer. And bang, out of nowhere, the hand on my shoulder. And I instantly woke up. So I wake up from this. And as I wake up, I notice that I can't turn my head. I can't move my hands. I can't move my arms. I can't sit up. I can't talk. I can't do all these things. All I can do is move my eyes and blink. And that is literally it. And I'm laying there staring at the ceiling and I'm like, God, what's going on? And all of a sudden I look down towards the end of the bed. And there he was, these big red piercing eyes looking back at me. He was dressed exactly like an undertaker with an, you know, the top hat, like a big black undertaker's top hat. And his skin was like grey and almost like torn, like kind of like, uh, how, how I don't know how to describe it, but imagine if you left like a packet of ham out on, you know, like on, a, on, on the unit in the kitchen for like a month. Imagine what that would look like. That, that was his skin. It was disgusting. And he's standing there and he was, must have been at least seven foot tall. He was massive. And that's why I say, I don't know whether or not if I slept on a bomb bunk, that would have affected anything because I wouldn't have been pretty much eye level with him. But anyway, there he was staring back at me. And I couldn't move. And inside, I'm like, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad. Like, screaming and crying and shouting. And nothing's coming out of me. And I'm terrified. I'm absolutely petrified, laying there, feeling like... I'm about, Honestly, I felt like, at seven years old, I felt like I was about to just die. I felt like I was going to get killed there and then. It was horrific. And I'm laying there, and he's looking at me. And then he starts going, Jack, 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 like that. And I'm like, whoa, like crying. I'm I'm freaking out big time. And then he just goes in this big, angry voice, like, I'll be back. And then he just disappears. And the second he disappeared, I could move and I could breathe properly and the first thing I'd done was I screamed for my mum. Here I am, sitting here doing a podcast at the age of 26, almost 27, telling you right now that I screamed for my mum. A fully grown man telling you I was crying and screaming for my mum because that's exactly what I was doing. It was terrifying. And anyway, I call for my mum and my dad. I'm screaming, I'm crying, I'm like in this awful state. And my mum comes running she comforts me. She's like, oh, you had a nightmare and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, somebody was in my room. Someone was standing right there. And then she sort of like, almost like stands up, looks around and she's like thinking, oh, that's a bit weird. Like you could tell that she was just a bit like on edge. And um, years later, she told me because uh, she used to be like a medium, a psychic medium. She used to she used to do all that kind of stuff. And um she told me that running into the room that night that she felt like the energy and it was just like so thick that you could like cut it with a knife and how horrific it, it was even just walking into the room just knowing 
that there's evil there or you know has just been there at least and it was awful even just just for her but she's tried to obviously tell me it's just a nightmare you'll be fine you know nothing to worry about but I wouldn't have it I was adamant I was like no this is more than a nightmare this was horrific like this was something that he was here okay like I could smell him he was here he smelled like rotten moldy eggs like he was here and growing up now looking back on it and talking to her she believed me she did believe me but my dad was skeptical he didn't quite believe me he's just oh he's just a kid and he's had a nightmare that's all it is you know and um after many arguments they decided to take me to a therapist thinking okay maybe there's something like my dad was thinking yeah maybe maybe uh, a bit of therapy I, I don't know what he was thinking to be honest I just remember the therapist I just remember I remember I feel like I remember it, be, it being my dad's choice and my mum like sort of just agreeing just so that she could turn around and be like told you told you is you know there's he's nothing wrong with him like <laughs> he saw what he saw anyway I go to my therapist and my therapist talks to me for ages I can't even remember exactly what about it was obviously about my experience but I can't remember the conversation very well long story short my mum goes in after me and th this is what my mum's told me um as in my later years what what was said and um a therapist said to my mum uh I'm not saying that your son saw a, a demonic entity or anything like that but what he's saying and what he thinks he saw at least he saw it was there. What he said he went through, he went through. Like, judging by my body language and all that kind of stuff, she was like, it happened. This this child is not lying. This child is being 100% truthful here. And my mum then said, like, you know, that she was a medium and and she, she felt it herself. Like, she knew something wasn't right. And, and the therapist turned around to her and basically said, look, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing I can do. But what I would suggest is buying him a dog for protection to help him feel protected and safe. So mum and dad compromised and they bought me a Bichon Freeze uh, dog called Lucky. And uh, Lucky was a lovely little dog and uh, used to sleep on my bed with me to protect me overnight and look after me. And uh, Lucky was awesome little fella. And um, yeah, I mean... I had him for a few years and uh, we ended up having to rehome him actually because my little brother came along and uh, if you're listening to this, Alfie, um, just want you to know I'll never forgive you for that, no I'm joking, um, so yeah my little brother came along and uh, my parents decided it won't be, wouldn't be a good idea to have, have a dog around the house with a new baby or a newborn baby so they rehomed him and um they just did it while I was at school one day, actually. I didn't even get to say bye. So I've never forgiven my parents for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what happened. And since that happened, I've not had any more experiences. I've not had any more encounters as of yet. He said he was going to come back. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I feel like he's kind of just like never left. I feel like his presence has always been around me, like there's some sort of connection there. Almost like a little part of him is in me, if that makes sense. Which I guess it is in a way, in like terms of like an emotional scar. But yeah, it was it was absolutely horrific. It was horrendous. 
having to have therapy at the age of seven is just like insanely crazy. And yeah, it's, it was it was horrific. It was bad. And I've done a lot of research on this, guys. Like I've researched the Hatman a lot. I've heard a lot of stories. I mean, I've read loads online. I've seen loads of YouTube videos. I've heard podcasts. I've done a lot. I've listened to it, to it all. And I found three or four experiences where people have had the exact same experience as me, like to the T. However, I find 99.9% of them are very similar, but the hat man, they describe him differently. They describe him wearing like a fedora hat um, and like a cloak, like a, a cloak kind of coat. Whereas that's not what I saw. Um, what I saw was a very old man, very tall, like disgusting, like decaying skin in an undertaker's kind of outfit, uniform, suit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's crazy. It baffles me because there's people on the other side of this planet that have had the same experience as me. Yeah. They come from an extremely poor village. Like, they they don't even... They can't even eat, a, you know, a, a decent meal. Bear in mind, have access to the internet, to a library, to, to be able to study this stuff and look into it and, and, and make it up. You know what I mean? Like, it, if they've said it's happened, it's happened. Like, they... There's so many people out there that, that will hear stories like this and play on it. And and that possibly could not have happened with them. Like, that's just not possible. And that baffles me. That just makes me think, like, wow. Like, this wasn't a psychological thing. This was a paranormal thing. Like, this is happening to people today. All over the world. And it's mainly children. Which brings me on to my next point. What a lot of people believe the hat man is. A lot of people think that the hat man... Now, I'm just going to throw it out there before I say this. <laughs> this is not what I think. This isn't what I believe the hat man is. But this is what a lot of people think the hat man is. They actually think he's a good entity, believe it or not. And I can see their point. I mean, think about it. What they say is that he is kind of like an interdimensional being like a bounty hunter, almost like there's a police force of hatmen that are searching for demonic entities and entities from different dimensions that should not be in our realm. And um, they believe that that's, that's why they scare the absolute shit out of you as a child. Because what did, because I mean, let's be honest, like, if you know anything about the paranormal, you've probably watched like ghost, ghost adventures and things like that. And all these shows teach you that the that demonic entities will pose as children and stuff, right? To sort of gain access to your life. And um, if that's true, then what they say is that that's why he comes and scares the shit out of you as a child, basically. Because he wants to know whether or not you're a, a demon posing as a child. And if you are, then he wants to take you back to where you should be. Or where you came from. Or whatever it is that he's doing. And... Um, that's that's what they believe. Um, I personally do not believe that. And I could not, not believe that anymore. Because when I was in that room with him, it was just me and him. And it was very personal. It was one-to-one. -one. 
it was very extreme. And all I felt was terror. All I felt like that I was about to get killed. I felt like I was about to be murdered. What entity, spirit, being, even human, would scare the absolute shit out of a child to the point of making them feel like they're about to be murdered and then even threaten to come back? Like, no, you, that that's not good in any way, shape or form. I'm sorry, but there's no way you can tell me that it's a good thing that what he's doing. I mean, if even if what people are saying is true, why would he not have just scared the shit out of me and then left rather than go, I'll be back? You know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. He is evil through and through. There is nothing about the hat man that is not pure evil. And it's as simple as that. There is no ifs or buts. He is evil. And a lot of people will tell you the same. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people actually with stories that I've read and heard where they have had the exact same encounter I have with the hat man in the same attire that I saw, they all say the same thing. It's people that tend to see the hat man in like a fedora um, that tend to think that there might be something good about him. Like he didn't say anything to them. He was just there watching them and stuff, you know. So they're kind of different experiences, like I said. But at the same time, like people just put it down to the hat man. I mean, is that because these two different entities are just wearing hats? Could that be it? Could the entity that I saw be a demon, a demonic entity? And other people have seen that too around the world? And then all these other people have seen the hat man, right? Maybe this isn't the hat man that I saw. Maybe he's a demonic entity. Who knows? I don't know. Like, it's so baffling, guys. It's so baffling. But yeah, I mean, in conclusion, I think that, you know, like I say, I believe the hat man is an evil entity. I'm not saying demonic. Um, I'm just saying an evil entity. After what I saw and experienced, there's no way he had anything that wasn't pure evil about him. And to this day, I still wait for him to visit me. And again, although I feel like his presence is around me all the time, it's like he never left, but doesn't want to be seen for some reason. But that could also just be like emotional scarring, like mixed with a bit of anxiety. I mean, I've actually suffered with anxiety and depression like my whole life and you know, to to a very severe extreme at one point in my life also. So I've been at the lowest of all lows. I've been at the highest of, I mean, all highs, like the day my son was born, you know. And I've been everywhere in between. It's crazy. It's a crazy life. It really is. But perhaps anxiety played a part in um, me feeling like he's always around. Maybe I'm anxious in case he came, you know, he comes back. Maybe that's what that is. Maybe it's just the anxiety of it. Um, and the emotional scarring of what I did go through. Um, possibly. Who knows? I mean, if you're a therapist, I think that's probably what you'd say. But I'm not a therapist. I'm a paranormal investigator. And I've got 10 plus years experience behind me now. I've been investigating for absolutely ages. I love doing it. It's some. It's like my, one of my biggest passions. And... I just absolutely love everything paranormal related. I've even got a few like conspiracy theories that I want to talk to you guys about. But yeah. Okay, so that was my Hatman experience. 
that's not the end of the podcast because I want to quickly talk to you guys about episode two and what you can expect from it and when it's coming. So first and foremost, episode two is going to be on sleep paralysis. That's where I can divulge a bit more information to you as to how I know what I went through. My Hatman experience was not sleep paralysis. There are key elements and I'm going to go into a lot of detail and hard, hard evidence. And I'm going to do that by bringing in a guest. And um, the guest is actually a personal friend of mine. Um, and he has suffered with para- uh, sleep paralysis for God knows how long, since he was quite young. And he suffers with it on one of the most extreme levels that that is out there. Um, you know, some of the stories he's told me have been barbaric they've been ridiculously scary and to the point where he's actually writing a book on his experiences now like when he has a sleep paralysis episode like he he's putting it into words he's putting it into writing he's making that into a story in itself like he's 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 so creative and so amazing and intriguing and interesting which are pretty much the same word but it's so cool and we're going to bring him in we're going to have a chat but i do also have a slight twist to that because he doesn't know i mean he could listen to this beforehand i don't know whether he will or he won't um he'll probably tell me he has and he hasn't i mean how many times have your friends sent you videos and you just go lol and you've not even watched it <laughs> like who knows but we're going to bring him on and we're going to put him in a hot seat, guys. We're going to make him, <laughs> I say make him, we're going to try and make him divulge his worst experiences and stories. I mean, there's some that he won't even tell me because they're so deep-rooted and personal. And I want to get it out of him and I want to get it out of him on the podcast. So make sure you stay tuned for episode two. And if you want to get that episode before everyone else does and you really are interested in this and you enjoy my podcast then check out my patreon i will leave a link in the description no matter what you're listening to this on um, i think i'm on itunes and spotify and um, pocket cast and anchor and all sorts so wherever you're listening to me on make sure that you go and check out the Patreon because for £5 a month, just £5 a month, you can get early access to all of my episodes. This will be by 24 or 48 hours. And the way I would do that is upload my podcast to my YouTube channel, but not make it, um, you know, so that everyone can see it. I'll make it private. Um, and the only way you can view it before I publish it publicly would be um, to send you a link. And what the way I would do that is on Patreon, I would just create a post where only my Patreons can see that post and that post will have the link. So you can just go and listen to the podcast. And um, there we are. That's the way I'll do that. That's for £5 a month. And for £10 a month, you can get exactly what I just described, plus a personalised video from me. Um, And when I say personalised, I mean, you know, I will record it specifically just for you. And I'll send that to you via Twitter or message on uh, patreon or however you would like um and also i'm in the works of doing some sort of merch now i'm not jumping the gun i'm not getting ahead of myself okay i have 1.1k subs on youtube 
it's a small YouTube channel. It is some sort of fan base, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to go and buy loads of merch for you guys when I know no one's really interested in it. Not yet, at least. So um, what I am going to do is I'm going to get some stickers made up and some little things like that. And if you become a Patreon, I'm going to send you out that little care package in the post as a thank you. So go and check my Patreon out. If you can help the podcast in any way by even sharing my podcast, share it on your Twitter, on your Facebook, paranormal groups and all that kind of stuff. Even that helps me. You don't have to, you know, to donate any money or become a Patreon to help the podcast. You can literally just share it for me and that will mean the world to me. So help us grow. Keep us going. If you can afford to make a donation and become a Patreon, then excellent. That's amazing. I can get better equipment. <laughs> That's what I'm really hoping for. Um, I mean, my, my, my day job is, is a key worker. Um, so I work really long hours and uh, for not much reward. So for me, um, I'm not the sort of uh, person that's got a big fat bank account behind me where I can just go and buy all my equipment. So I am going to earn it over time. And all these little donations that you guys make will definitely help towards that. So it's much appreciated uh, on a very personal level as well as a professional level. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I really hope that you tune in for episode two because it's going to be big. It's going to be a banger. Um, yeah, that should be coming next week. I hope this one's turned out okay. I hope it's come out better than my trailer. Um, I literally recorded this through my microphone on my headphones and then listened back to it. And there was a weird cracking, like crackling noise. So this is the second time recording this uh, without my headphones and just off of my phone. So hopefully it's come out okay and it's listenable and you can hear me clearly and all that kind of stuff. I really do apologise if it's not the best quality, but we'll get there. Okay, we're starting small, but we'll get there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, many more to come and like I say please do share this on all platforms that you can Twitter Facebook all that good stuff and I will definitely when I reach my next milestone um, of oh, I don't even know let's go with when I when I get like a uh, hundred followers across all platforms I will do a giveaway okay I will do a some sort of paranormal giveaway. I mean, paranormal equipment, whatever. I will come up with something decent. So if you check my YouTube channel out, you'll see just how many giveaways I've done in the past. I've I've given away like a way over like £500 worth of stuff. So I like to give back to you guys. And I don't get any money through this. Um, right now, you know, I don't make money through YouTube. And if I make any money through you guys becoming Patreons, that'll be the only income I get from doing this. So... Um, I like to give back to you guys just for taking the time out of your day and enjoying my content. So I really do appreciate you guys on a very personal level, like I say. I'm going to stop rambling now. <laughs> I hope you enjoy episode two when it comes out. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>